Get ready to experience gratitude for every aspect of your life when you have autoimmune disease or cancer and in a way that you never thought possible. It's time to say no to those list of three things and yes to gratitude on your own terms. This is the Grateful Warrior Podcast and I'm your host, Holly Bertone. You deserve love and happiness and laughter. So let's get started. Well, hey there, sunshine, and thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be incredibly powerful powerful for you if after your autoimmune or cancer diagnosis that you feel like your body or even your loved ones have betrayed you. And in this episode, we are reflecting on betrayal, why we experience it, and seven steps to take to start recovering, and then why we should start looking at betrayal differently. And um, today is actually Palm Sunday. So I think it's an it's a very appropriate topic. But first, I do want to share just a little fun trip down memory lane. I was actually baptized on Palm Sunday. So this time of year has always been very special for my family. Palm Sunday was Mama Fortitude's favorite Sunday of the year. And I just remember how excited I would be. Like they gave us these little palms at church and I'd be so excited to take one home. Like it was just like the highlight of spring. And I also remember getting dressed up for Easter Sunday, and then we'd sing the song, the Christ is Lord is risen today. And Mama Fortitude, oh man, she 10X that song, the part in the song where they go, hallelujah, right? Right. I mean, 10X that part. And I will not confirm nor deny there's a little competition going on in the fifth pew to see who could sing the loudest. (laughs) So anyway, well, thank you for indulging me a little trip down memory lane. So let's get on with the topic for today. And betrayal can be extremely difficult to to process and to recover from especially because it is very personal it's a it's a broken trust it's a broken promise it's a a turn back and infidelity vindictiveness right let me ask you this though have you if you've ever experienced betrayal did it happen without warning right it just kind of comes out of the blue and and i'm talking not just people i'm talking events right events your body people everything but, but here's the thing. It's like if you put 100% effort into someone or something, you kind of expect it back. It's, it's the philosophy of I do right by you, you do right by me. It's how the world goes around. It's, it's just the way decent humans should act. When you experience betrayal, though, it's common to have more questions than answers. What did I do wrong? What did I do to deserve this? And, and how do I want to build this trust back? And while betrayal feels extremely personal, there's always one thing in common, and that is it's a shared experience. So let's start with Julius Caesar, right? The Roman dictator, he was betrayed by Brutus and then stabbed 23 times by Brutus and the senators, right? The Ides of March, beware the Ides of March. And in the Buddhist religion, and I hope I say this right, um, Devadatta betrayed uh, Buddha several times, and Buddha did not show any hatred to him, right? But then um, finally, Devadatta came to a census and he went to Buddha to ask for forgiveness. But then on his way, the earth sucked him in to hell. And I think that's what they call karma. Anyway, all right. So Old Testament. Uh, Pharaoh promised Moses that he would let the Israelites go. But then he betrayed Moses and went back on his promises. And then we had all the plagues. And then fast forward to the New Testament, um, obviously very appropriate to share this time of year, Judas betrayed Jesus, arguably four of the most famous betrayals in history. 
right? But not just history, right? Can you think of one person in your life who has never, ever, ever been betrayed by anyone or anything? No, right? So how can you expect that you're exempt from this kind of human behavior? Oh, and oh, P.S., P.S., Another common theme here with all of those examples I just gave, the men should have listened to their wives. Just saying. We'll say that for a future episode, though. But okay, so for me, um, so before cancer and autoimmune disease, I was racing Xterra races and mountain bike racing and triathlons and bike racing and rock climbing and Muay Thai, all the things. And when I had those back-to-back diagnosis, my first thought was, I'm healthy. Why did my body betray me? Like, I never saw this coming. And it took probably a solid five years. And once I started, I started looking upstream, like swimming upstream and looking at the root cause. And I really started to connect the dots with things like, you know, growing up in an agrarian society um, or agrarian community thinking that sugar completed all the four basic food groups, drinking a six pack of Coca-Cola every day, the ice cream, the pizza, the stressful management job. Did my body betray me or did it just say, I'm done, girl, I've had enough, right? You need to start taking care of me. In this instance, my body didn't actually betray me. It was protecting me from going down that road. So before we get into the seven steps, I actually want to share another example, and we'll get into this, sorry, we'll get into this in a little uh, more um, in in another episode. But another big betrayal for me was back in 2017, and I was forced to resign from my job. I was working for one of those three-letter government agencies that they make TV shows about, and I had been there for 13 years. The pinnacle of my career was when they brought me in as chief of staff, and I was 37 at the time. I was very young to hold that kind of position there, and I was um, I was very I, I was extremely successful throughout my career in the various positions that that I held. I mean, I worked my tail off, I worked my butt off, and I was very proud to work there, and I was very proud of the mission, but. In 2017, my health tanked. I mean, it had tanked and I struggled. I literally could not function. They, um, so my management approved what's called Family Medical Leave Act. And it's basically the US law um, to protect individuals who are sick or taking care of loved ones who are sick. And somehow the new management team, they kind of came in like like a wrecking ball. Like I called them the mean girls. They found a way to rescind my leave and block all requests to transfer. And I was pretty much left with one choice. I was forced to resign. The organization that I gave my blood, sweat, and tears for years, they completely betrayed me. But that betrayal gave me an opportunity to take my little hobby blog called Pink Fortitude, turn it into a legitimate business. And for the first three years, I did what everyone told me to do. I I hustled and I worked hard and I tried to make Pink Fortitude something that everyone else was saying it should be. But in doing so, I was just, I was trying to make my business like everyone else and just kind of blending in the background. 
I did okay, but I just, I wasn't seeing any kind of significant progress. And in 2021, I finally listened to the advice about niching down and really leaned into my soul's purpose. And that is, and you've heard me say it, gratitude is the best way to build fortitude during the storms of life. And guess what? When I started sharing this message, like last year, like my business actually doubled. It's crazy. But more importantly, I get to share what I am truly passionate about with you and to help you go from being the grumpy warrior to the grateful warrior. I was able to take my federal agency's betrayal and over the years, turn my hobby blog into a legitimate business. And because of that, I get to impact thousands of women all over the world. And if any of this business stuff is resonating with you, um, I'm actually partnering with my business coach and mentor. You may have heard of him, James Wedmore. He has a free gift for you. It's called 128 Unique Niches that are absolutely crushing it. And I'll leave the link below um, in the show notes where you can get your copy. So, okay, so let's move on. And seven ways to start looking at betrayal from a different perspective. And I give you kind of two of my own personal examples, all right? So number one, get it all out, right? Let yourself experience the raw and the real emotions. Write it down. Even write a letter um, that you, pinky swear promise, you will never send, right? But write the letter, get it all down. Even, you know what, if you have to seek professional help, do it, right? That's what they're there for. Number two, understand that it's a shared experience. It's, it's not you, it's, it's humankind. Right. Remember the examples that I gave the, the, the four, you know, biggest betrayals in history. How are we to think that we're exempt from that kind of behavior? Number three, observe from a distance. Take a step back. Watch the actions of the, the person or the event. Um, think of doing it as a, as a bystander instead of the recipient. And, and try to take the emotional aspect out of it. And, and how does that feel? What does it look like? And then from that place of observation, swim upstream. What were the events that led up to the betrayal action? Why is this happening? And there might not be an answer and that's okay, right? But you also may surprise yourself with what you uncover. Number five, if you can, try to forgive. And there's a famous quote, I believe it's by Joyce Meyer. Um, she may or may not have been the original one, but that's, that's who I've seen um, say it the most. Harboring unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping your enemy will die, right? Forgiveness, it's, it's, it's not about the actions of others, regardless of how reprehensible they are. Forgiveness is, is not about saying that action of betrayal is okay. Forgiveness is about finding that, that love and that freedom in your own heart. And it's difficult, I know, but it's not impossible. Number six, do something that you love. Do something that brings you joy and happiness and laughter. Spend, spend time with a cherished loved one. Watch your favorite movie. Volunteer. Pray. Meditate. Find something that makes your heart happy. And then finally, number seven, move on. Think back to number three and four when I talked to really just kind of take a step back and analyze what happened. Look for the gifts and the lessons from the situation. You're not in control of other people's actions and you are not in control of the randomness of life. But you are in control of your emotions. 
And you are in control of how you view the world. You are in control of how you react. Was this situation happening to you or for you? You are also in control of how you treat others. This is your chance to be the good and to be the light for the world to see. So that wraps up today's episode on betrayal. We covered betrayal from a collective and I shared some personal examples and then seven ways to start looking at betrayal from a different perspective. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to check out um, the links below in the show notes and I'll see you next week.